Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Darren Huckabee is a fact file 459 career appearances for Lincoln City, Coventry City, Leeds United, Man City, Nottingham Forest, Norwich City, and of course the San Jose Earthquakes. Here's a good fact the only player to score in all four English leagues the FA Cup, the League Cup, the UEFA Cup, the Champions League, and the Johnson's Paint Trophy. Pretty good, you can't miss that one. Two times championship winner and one England B Cup, and of course, award winning author. But let's see what our book club make of his autobiography in today's episode of The Football Book Club. It's very detailed, sometimes too detailed. <laughs> 16 pages in, he makes a woman cry because she won't cook him pasta. Freelance blogging, Darren yeah. Huckabee, is one of the saddest sentences you can possibly talk. Nigel Worthington kicks a skip. Hello and welcome to the Football Book Club, the show where every week we read another forgotten or obscure footballer's autobiography so you don't have to. Over the weeks we're going to be reading such classics as Lee McCulloch's Simply the Best, Louis Sahar's book Thinking Inside the Box, and Barry Ferguson's The Life and Times of Barry Ferguson. You can hear people in the room with me, which is good. Uh, that brings us nicely onto what we're doing today. So today's book, Darren Huckabee's Hucks Through Adversity to Great Heights. And reading it with me, I'm joined by uh, this week's book group, Amy Lawson. Hello. Jack Bernhardt. Hello. And James Balgen. Hi, thanks for having me. How are we doing, guys? Good? Very, yeah, very well. well. I, feel, I felt like we had to start off with one that really sets the tone for how we, how we go <laughs> on. And I think Darren Huckabee was the person who, I didn't know he had a book, but I did Google He was the first person I Googled to see how long. I thought he set up the programme kind of perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, He's sort of the, yeah, the, not forgotten, but he definitely... Like, I remember Darren Huckabee. Yeah. We all remember Darren Huckabee. Everyone remembers he Darren Huckabee. He epitomizes our entire childhood. But yeah, yes. I would say so, yeah. Mm. It is 271 pages from memory, is that right? Uh, yeah, well, you have the limited edition. I have the regular edition. <laughs> are they genuinely autographed? They are. Because I just oh. assumed, looking at that, I was just printing. No, 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 that's not But that's actually, when you look at it, I think it's real. That oh, definitely. He's just used a finer pen He's used a finer yeah. pen. I yeah. think it's real. You've got more sort of detail on the six there below his Oh, it's a name. six. Oh. oh, okay. So that's the first thing we've learned about Darren Huckabee. He owns two pens at least. Yes. So <laughs> that, is a, that is a good start. And also that he was number six when he was at Norwich. That's true. Which, yeah. is, which is bizarre. Isn't there a segment where he said he likes the number six? Uh, I think it was it, he, he had to do it because um, there was no defensive midfielder at the time that was for it. Norwich. And he was like, oh, well, stick with it. Yeah. And then they later on said, do you want to change it? And he said, no, it wouldn't be fair to all the people who have Darren Huckabee six <laughs> out there. All of those All those, many those millions of people who have all their Darren Huckabee six. He, he is a very good guy. He's um, a good guy. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we do have to More importantly, he's yeah. a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> I went on Amazon to have a look at some of the reviews just to see what people are saying about the book. Bear in mind this came out in 2011. Uh, it's got four stars overall. But here's a five-star review by Shaz. Shaz, sorry her name is. And it's called Hux, Love It. Uh, <laughs> awesome book, full stop. Great guy, full stop. Still so loved from a City fans, full stop. A must-have, full stop. Highly recommended, full stop. A super read, full stop. Buy yourself a lovely book. <laughs> you could clip that in anywhere, yeah. shape or form. Buy yourself a lovely book. Just buy yourself a lovely book. Um, so uh, we're going to delve into things in more depth soon. We're going to be giving you a gist of what the book's all about. Um, but first of all, um, I just want to go around the group and ask in a sentence or two, what do you think of the book? Um, I think it's a very detailed 
sometimes too detailed <laughs> um, review of his career specifically. Um, I'm a massive football fan. Would I like to have heard more about his personal life? Sure. Um, this is definitely something we're going to pick up on later. Yeah. We'll we'll discuss that. I might discuss it too much, and you can stop me. <laughs> but um, bit generally, you liked it. I loved the book. Okay. Um, I have not read a book this year. I'm ashamed to say, this is the first book I've read this year. I'm not going to lie. I started reading uh, a very different book um, by <laughs> who's the guy? Iron Book of Jupiter Old Men. Uh, all the pretty horses. Okay, on, I was on holiday and Great I had book. to come home, so I had to leave the book <laughs> on holiday because it was in the flat I was staying at. And uh, I've read half of that and then just ploughed straight on through. Yeah, sure. And weirdly, it links up. <laughs> exactly yeah. where I was. So pretty many pretty horses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For context, we're halfway through the year, so we've not been doing great yeah, book wise. Been way over halfway through. Um, the year. But yeah. Hux, I got to say, I absolutely flew through this. Um, yeah, great. Yeah. It, it, I, I rediscovered my love of reading. Thanks to Darren. <laughs> Darren. Yeah, it was great. Um, Jack? I would say, overall, I... <laughs> oh, moment I, of truth. I've always, I've always thought of Darren Huckabee as being a kind of maverick. Uh, and like you know, you know, he could do anything on the pitch, and he could he could suddenly yes. you know surprise you, and you know dribble around uh, lots of different people Definitely and score true. a goal, and you'd have no idea what he's going to do. I will say that that is not something that is reflected in his writing style, uh, and that Ooh. that might be, but not but not neg- not necessarily as a negative in the sense that I think there was quite there's an amount of it that is. Not prosaic, but sort of. Wow. We don't go into the depth. The biggest word I've had so far. <laughs> cool. This is a book club. We're taking this. Oh yeah, we're taking it very seriously. There are as- <laughs> there are aspects that are frustrating about it for that reason. In the sense that I don't think that sort of that magical Darren Huckabee that I thought in my head existed didn't necessarily come across on the page. Okay. So you imagine Darren Huckabee as someone quite different to the Darren Huckabee who came across, or you just don't think he quite captured his own I, I, self? I wonder if it... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder... I think... Well, I don't know. I mean, this has to be the, the most accurate representation of Darren Huckabee. You'd hope this so. Has to, this has to be distilled Darren Huckabee. Mm. There's no way this isn't Darren Huckabee. No, he does if say... If you had told me this book had been written by a defensive midfielder, I think I'd have been like, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. That's very interesting. Sort of, you know, like a, like a hard-nosed centre-back. Yeah. Trying to think of like mm. not Richard Dunn. Steve Bold. Steve Bold. If you told me yeah. Steve Bold had written this, yeah. I would have been like, I mean it'd be very weird because he'd be saying he's talking about Darren Huckabee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking about his yeah, career really at Norwich. Very, very questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I but the way it was written, I was definitely thinking, yeah, okay, such a midfielder. Mm. Central defensive midfielder. I, can, I totally see what you mean yeah. by actually. Number six. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that might, that might have affected it a little bit as well. You think he got he got in a number six? Yeah, he got into, <laughs> yeah. He, he he's a too, number six writer. Fell yeah. into number six bad habits. <laughs> he, he plays like a number seven, but he writes like a number six. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Uh, and uh, James, what did you think? I think the weirdest bit about reading this book was having to read it on the train on the tube and kind of like <laughs> being a bit of a snob about it and kind of being like people like people look at the book. Reading, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So people look at it and wanting to have to like justify why yeah, yeah. oh, it's for it's for a point. <laughs> yeah. I'm not actually reading. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, that was in the beginning, but then today, for example, I was on the train. I was just like, I'm, I'm reading out this book. Yeah, I feel like there's no shame in that. No, I, quite, I also quite. It's, like just, it's just a bit unusual. Do I you don't think, think you expect to see? If I saw someone reading Darren Huckabee's autobiography in the tube, I would find it very funny. You would tell your yeah. friends. You would tweet at people. <laughs> yeah, I okay, but would you assume they were a Norwich fan or a Coventry fan? Norwich. Yeah, no. Yeah, but as in, but as it would you? Oh, would I would assume. Would, yeah, they would definitely. They would have to a bit of fun. Oh, that's that's Norwich fan. They write some weird thesis on Darren Huckabee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is yeah. what yeah. I convinced myself people were thinking about me. Yeah. He's writing. He's writing. It's a thesis. thesis. Or they're writing a thesis on Dean Dublin, and they need they need just some extra background. Do we have any abiding memories of Darren Huckabee before before you read the book? Is there anything you were going in? I mean, obviously, as you said, Jack. You remember him as this mercurial winger who did the unpredictable, yeah. cut in and out. Maybe sometimes took a few touches too many. Those that kind of thing. But he doesn't. Is there, was there anything like real a real Huckabee memory that sticks out in your head? I only really remember him at Norwich, and I. This is strange, but I remember him. I had the Panini sticker book <laughs> in year seven, and I probably got him about six or seven times. <laughs> 
over and over again. And it was like, it's another Darren Hunt. <laughs> and I had, uh, I had an art teacher who I genuinely, I don't think he was anywhere, lived near Norwich or had any affiliation, but he would constantly go over and be like, oh, I'll take that. I, <laughs> I think he was making like a bizarre, any ones that I had extra, but mainly the Darren Huggabees, he would go, yeah, yeah that's I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the sticker. No other footballers. I mean, he, you know, a few that I didn't sort of want. He'd go, yeah, Jesus sure, Christ. but That's have cool. you got the Darrens now? Yeah, <laughs> I really want to see that shrine. exhibit. It yeah. was, I think there's a shrine somewhere in an art room in a secondary school to him. It's definitely but, in Norfolk. Yeah, yeah, maybe he did have a connection, but well, he would <clears> loiter whenever I'd be sticking in the morning, oh, you know, in form. It would be sticking in the morning. Sticking in the morning, you know. Okay? I'd buy, like, maybe... In the morning. I'd, yeah, I'd treat myself to a couple of packets and... Okay, sure. Yeah, it would you be... You know, maybe uh, he's making one of them, um, you know, the pictures made of uh, smaller pictures. Lots of oh, yeah, 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 Good name. So again, like I say, the reason I was confused by it, through adversity to great heights, Hux, my autobiography. It has three titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Um, so, so I mean, can we talk about why it's called Through Adversity to Great Heights? Uh, we can't. We are going to be playing a quiz later, which oh, might slightly oh ruin. But okay. no, we can. We can. Okay, we can. Hey, I'll cut the damn question. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, it's because it's on his wrist. He's got it in Latin after... Uh, Norwich got promoted in 2004 which is sort of one of those things where it's like that's a really good story but you still shouldn't call your autobiography it because it's bizarre it's it's a very uh, deep cut of Darren yeah yeah. you think anyone's looking through and going like ah yes after the 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 Latin (laughs) translation of his of his wrist tattoo of course (laughs) best laid plans of mice and men yeah It's like when the movie title gets mentioned in the yeah, movie. Yeah, like, finally! Yeah. Yeah. Here we That's go. why. <laughs> uh, do you want to know what it is in Latin? Uh, yeah, go on then. Please do. Uh, this isn't off the top of my head just because I made the note. Sure. Uh, per ardua ad autoria. Mm, that's, that sounds about right. We'll Through adversity to great heights. Tattoo shop later. It's yeah. like an early 2000s tattoo, that, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Roles, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And to be honest, here's a... Like, uh, uh, hey, Darren, I love you, but he kind of is a very early naughty man. He looks like he looks like he could have been in feeder. Something about it. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he could be in feeder. Yeah. Oh my He's god, you're like, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the bleach blonde. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's the bleach blonde blonde blonde. Blonde. Well, at least and, that, the, and the same tattoos as that kind of thing. That's the Norwich look, but in Coventry it was sort of like long hair true, down curtains. to his back as yeah, curtains, which is A1. So, you know, it sort of that's shows true. how he's, he's moving through, through the those bands. Yeah. Maybe now he looks like a member of BTS. <laughs> 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 Who knows? Footballers have always got very funny very punny titles and I think we mentioned Lee McCulloch's Simply the Best oh, uh, which is a great title I'm not sure <laughs> we're going to find out if the book lives up to it later but, um, <laughs> has anyone got any other punny titles I'll kick one off and it only really works if um, Darren was a little bit more um, nonchalant and didn't care what people thought of him but the title I thought was Zero Hucks Given oh, I mean that's cool. brilliant yeah. that is very good and that's good that is that... good thanks guys <laughs> <laughs> if that was entered into the room I don't see how he would turn that down no I think he would because I think he would be like well I'm a, I'm Hux zero <laughs> yeah. zero Hux should be six Hux there should be yeah. six <laughs> exactly six Hux given but then the book could be all the Hux that he gives <laughs> yeah Huck number one the Hux you give is equal to the Hux you make <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good title yeah that's true We'll I have <laughs> primarily stuck to puns. Uh, <laughs> canary, canary down the line. Oh, I have, have canary down the mine brackets, as in they relied on me to keep them safe. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's a much better title. You know, like a canary. If, you, if he had Canaries, brackets, yeah. canaries went down mines. That yeah. mine it was lined because he was a. I just feel like his favourite phrase throughout this book. Is ding dongs. Oh, ding dongs yeah. would have been a great. Plenty of ding dongs. Ding dongs with Darren Huckabee. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Oh, he ding dongs so, so much. So yeah. many ding dongs. You yes. will not stop saying ding dongs. Well, I couldn't figure out what it meant in the end because at first I thought it meant just a fight or a disagreement. Yeah, I think it but does. then later on he uses it completely differently. He does. I don't really? know what it means. Yeah. There was like a, a doorbell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone rang the bell. Ding dong. There was a fight outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I think what all the question ones is what is the way to go. Or, yeah. or don't get me wrong, because he starts a lot of sentences with, don't get me wrong. <laughs> he does say that a lot of times, that's true. Sure. Don't get me wrong. I need to reread the book. I, yeah. I totally missed Ding Dong. Crazy. Ding Dong's all over Ding the show. The book kind of works by, he's, he de- basically dedicates each chapter to a different stage in his career. Uh, starts starting each with a match report um, because apparently he does match reports now, or at least he did. He did he mentions at the end of the, of the book that he writes uh, since he's retired? He's been writing match reports for his website. <laughs> Very hard not to say that without sounding quite tragic, and it is a little. Bit. But he, uh, <laughs> so too, I, it's nice it? that he's keeping himself active. I feel like, like an old man I feel like we're going to jump too far in the future, but I actually thought that was probably my favourite bit of the book. That he writes match reports now. <laughs> because it was probably the bit where he seemed the happiest. Genuinely, because mm. he talks about a lot, and again, I feel like we're going way too far into the book already, yeah. but he talks a lot about how he never had a team growing up because he was playing football all the time. And there's something, he finds one, yeah. there's something quite nice about the fact that he finds Norwich as his team. It's the fact that That's true. randomly he now is like, I'm a massive Norwich fan. It's because, you know, he becomes a player, but he's only playing there from like 27 years onwards or so. But, so. but that's, that, that is true, but also, nice. it's I, I know what you mean, but like, he talks about when they retire, about, they, yeah. Either go into play, managing, or oh, coaching, oh. or they'll go into punditry. And oh, he, well, very rarely you go into like journalism, but also not even journalism. His own journalism. Look, if, like, we're, if we're saying look, freelance blogging, Darren yeah. Huckabee is one of the saddest sentences you can possibly <laughs> say. <laughs> the idea of Darren Huckabee <laughs> typing away on a computer, saying you know like Grant Holt scored today. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, deep, deeply yeah. sad, Got but yeah. but it's also quite sweet in a way. It is. It is sweet. It is sweet. That's a sweet it is sweet. It's yeah. It's the hobby of an old man. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite sweet. Chapter one, as you mentioned earlier, he's in he's at Lincoln. Yep. Uh, these are kind of his early struggles in the conference. He initially doesn't really know what to do. He's kind of a little bit like, am I a lower league player? He only just about gets a trial at Lincoln, I seem to remember. Yeah, with mm-hmm. Keith Alexander, which was quite nice. That That's was, again, true. a really nice little reference to Keith Alexander I'd completely forgotten about. That is true. Yeah, that was nice. True. Yeah, he had nice pictures of him as well. Yeah. yeah, lovely Keith Alexander. That was sweet. It doesn't exactly grab your attention straight away for the beginning of the episode. Oh, it, yeah. It kind of it, it, it starts very much as it means to go on. It's all, it's <laughs> really all very does. much kind of written in the same way. Uh, I personally... Love uh, the Darren Huckabee consumer price index. He comes up with. Uh, he initially talks about how he's earning twenty-seven pounds a week, uh, which, as he says repeatedly, uh, is. And I don't know why I'm saying repeatedly. He does mention it many times. Is uh, worth one and a half CDs because okay. CDs cost twenty pounds in those days, is as he says. What's amazing about this is that he talks about CDs pretty constantly as a way, as a, as a, as a form of. You know, like currency. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. never talks about music. Ever. That's true. No. He never, ever once mentions any kind of CD that he bought. <laughs> Is he buying blank CDs? He doesn't. He kind of keeps uh, referencing it a little bit throughout. He goes up from 27 quid to 90 quid yeah. for four and a half CDs. <laughs> he's, uh, he's earning four and a half CDs eventually. <laughs> and he buys a car for 42 CDs, 850 quid. And he of kind course. of keeps earning more and more CDs as his career goes on. But we'll come to that in a bit. Um, I think um, Gwen and Cliff should get a shout-out in oh, this chapter. Oh, Gwen and Cliff. Cliff. Yeah. They are the, so uh, he lives with a couple when he's playing at Lincoln because he's from Nottingham, right? So he yeah, has to move with the family. They look after these boys seemingly so charmingly well. Yeah, so well. Meat and two veg to- every night, which yeah. is actually a diet that, you know, a, an up-and-coming footballer should probably be on. Yeah. And they complain to this poor woman yeah. to the point where she cries. She cries! 16 pages in, he makes a woman cry because she won't cook him pasta. <laughs> it's such a... that Something must have happened. It, it, the line is, we asked if we could have pasta, and she started crying. She began to cry. What happened to Gwen that meant that pasta sets her off was she betrayed by an Italian man? <laughs> we will never know. And also, oh, it's just poor he, he he also complains that uh, they uh, he was told that there would be a snooker table at Gwen and Cliff's place, and he, and uh, it turns out it's not a full size snooker table. It's only three feet by one feet, and it's in the garage. That's the kind of adversity he mentions. <laughs> we are supposed to be outraged by this. There's another bit where he says, like, uh, one of the toughest things about being a trialist is the fact that 
he has to turn a dryer on once a week <laughs> to wash some clothes. You can't picture it now with these yeah. young players yeah. these there's, days. There's the line, uh, what you have to remember is that how we were treated back then was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> do, do we, Darren? Do we have to accept that? I think in context, Darren, look at the bigger picture and you're right. I mean, a couple, oh, I feel like we're just getting sidetracked on this one chapter. Know, it's, it's but tough. there's so much that's brilliant about this. There's also the the condemned building that he lives in. With, Which one's oh, that? Do you remember this? God. <laughs> Where his <laughs> mum takes round a carbon monoxide. So, oh, yeah, and it goes <laughs> on and But they say that their friend, this is the best bit of it, their friend, who was also a footballer who they lived with, used to like spend a lot of time being near the heater, and he would just randomly fall asleep next to the heater. <laughs> And they were like, oh, he must be tired from training. Turns out, no, that was carbon monoxide poisoning. carbon monoxide. And they immediately moved out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that is that, adversity, but not Darren Huckabee. That's quite a lot of adversity. Yeah, that is. Yeah, it's early on, actually. Loader. He's that's going like, through What was that guy's name, though? His name was Matt Carbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't <laughs> tell if that was just, like, one of his kooky nicknames he'd given someone. His name was Matt Carbon. His name was Matt Carbon. No way. It was. Yeah. But he, and he never, got carbon monoxide. Yeah. <laughs> he never mentions it. He it's so bizarre. He's fallen asleep with carbon monoxide. That's what the book should have been called. Carbs, they called it. <laughs> Old few, Carby. There's a few bits where um, he just doubts himself. He has this quite a lot in the book. He'll write something and then immediately change his mind oh, and comes in straight away. You noticed this a few times, James. No, you mentioned it. My favourite, my favourite one is when he's, he's talking about Gordon Strzok and he says, From the off, Strzok and, and I just clicked. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that reminds me of another bit that he talks about later on with uh, with Dion Dublin where he says uh, Dion and I as soon as we got on the pitch we just clicked and then later on says oh but it, we didn't just click as soon as we got on the pitch it took a lot of work you're like what is it Darren? yeah there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of contradictions oh. in this man. But by this point, he's uh, quite strangely, to chapter two, he just jumps all of a sudden to Newcastle. I don't quite understand it because he's played about twice for Lincolns yeah. all at once. And then all of a sudden, he's cost 500 grand. I think this, this I might... can't be bothered to work out how many upsets is in CDs, but it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this might be one of the downsides of the entire book, I will say. Just is, there, of... is there is a little. That that should be that kind of jump. Should, feels like it should be a real like pivotal moment for us. Yes. Yeah. And you never really get that sense. No. You never get that sense of this is huge. Yeah. There's yeah, yeah. sort of the things that are emphasized are very odd. Yes, I agree. The cars are very like the emphasis on the cars and not the sort of the the fact that he has to he has to go spend like the night at Kevin Keegan's house. That's very strange. That's insane. That. Has anyone yeah. ever had an interview? Because this is when he's signing for Newcastle under Keegan. Yeah. He has to go stay. Has anyone ever had an interview or anything where they've had to stay at the boss's house the night <laughs> yeah. they've done? <laughs> It was seen. It was written like such a normal thing, and yeah. yet, and also Keegan doesn't seem to spend any time with him while he's there. yeah. He's just, no, in his house just just like, it's bizarre because he then refuses to play him for ages as well. So yes, yeah. as before. usual, come to my house, sleep round, <laughs> and I will and never then... talk to you. Ever <laughs> yeah. Again. yeah, and you will be in the he doesn't resi talk to him for until the he goes next to Man City seven years. years. It's so bizarre from a very sincere point of view. I feel like this whole chapter is kind of a blur because he doesn't feel like he really deserves to be there. Like he, he didn't play for Lincoln long enough or well enough to mm-hmm. really deserve a place and, there. And then he's just at Newcastle and he goes there and then by the end of the chapter he's gone. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much it. He There's does, something quite he's playing sad playing head also. tennis with Keegan. Oh, he's oh, oh, playing like head there tennis. There is a great sentence about that. I think he says later... He says um, he was a European World Football of the Year, which you could tell by the way he played head tennis. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? That's exactly what you can tell. Oh, what Darren. was he doing? He's reading into that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's playing a European World Football of the Year. Good old oh, uh, can I very quickly mention how um, he refers to Lincoln? Newcastle is no Lincoln. The Metro Centre, the shopping mall over the River Tyne and Gateshead, is probably bigger than Lincoln on its own. <laughs> there are no frames of reference that I get here. <laughs> That's true. He does the same about Norwich later. He yeah. just makes some very specific references. He loves cathedral towns. Yeah. He loves <laughs> See, I love that bit because I live now five minutes from the Metro Centre. So Which I'm sure is very like, useful oh, for you. <laughs> like, oh, cool. That's a useful thing for Have me. Have you ever been to Lincoln? Shout out. <laughs> Well, just, no think of it, just think of it as a small Norwich. Um, chapter 3, 4 and 5, he goes to Coventry. Oh. And this is where he really starts to find his feet. By now, he's getting paid 80 CDs a week. Uh, £1,600. <laughs> um, and he's, he's, he's really starting to get good now. He's now uh, playing with Dion of Dublin, who he hooks up with very nicely. 
Sorry, that's a spoiler. He doesn't hook up with Yeah, <laughs> well, they, well, they, don't, they don't click straight away. No, that's true. <laughs> he eventually clicks with Dion I think because I remember him at Coventry, there is a real, like, as soon as I, as soon as he starts you know, scoring for Coventry now, I'm sort of like, oh, that's the Darren Huckabee I remember. So I felt like it came to life for me here. But actually, he spends a lot of the time also saying, like, I, I don't have a grudge with Kevin Keegan for selling me. Why would he have a grudge? Why, why, why would that be a problem? I don't care. I don't care. care. Why don't care? I don't care. Again. Didn't mind. Yeah. <laughs> He's very defensive throughout the whole book. I will say. Which again is where the, the defensive midfielder thing comes in. I'd like to talk about um, how Noel Whelan got his nickname. <gasps> That's true. Oh, I love that. That's a great nickname. Yeah, Noel yeah. Whelan was... <laughs> because he settles easily. That, <laughs> that, is that bit made me laugh more than anything that else. Was, I, I, that was, right. I, I, I laughed so hard at that. I then had to look it up to see yeah. if other people had called him Snowy, if that was actually and true. They and they do. They, yeah, it's not just a weird Darren Huckabee thing. Oh, you see someone here called Snowy, you imagine they're really pale or like, you know, white hair, blonde hair. Yeah, an owl, yeah. 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 It could have been an owl playing, yeah, for, Roy Hodgson. playing for Coventry. Yeah. He also brings up something I've never thought about. Um, he says he won a few match balls and then he has to keep inflating them. And I've never thought oh, about I, thought yeah. I love that. I yeah. absolutely love that. That's the first that. That was the real bit of insight. I was like, yeah. like Ronaldo must win shitloads of uh, match balls. It he must be just spends all day Harry Kane just them. pumping up those Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that what they do? I think Messi just has a guy who just who just pumps them up. You must do. He can afford it. Yeah, surely. Darren he doesn't. Think about how see these Messi's are. He could buy an HMV. He went too. Oh, can oh. I very quickly talk about? <laughs> this is a real uh, my favorite line in chapter five, which is talking about uh, Chelsea players uh, in 1998. There were no English players. Oh yeah, uh, Dennis Wise was there. The one English player there was, was Dennis Wise. Lasso <laughs> was there, but he's from Jersey, so he doesn't count. Oh yeah, Just unbelievable line. <laughs> I feel like there's a running sort of a little bit. I so, don't want to say complete dislike. Well, so sure, he admires some. Into Milan, very like foreigners that come in, but yeah. they're foreigners. And they're very foreigners distinct. Foreigners. Very early on, he, and he talks about, it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like in a different font. Yeah, uh, in the space of about five pages, he goes from saying, uh, "I used to love Christmas when the games came thick and fast, when there was a game every two days." Of course, now when you get older, it's a lot harder. But at twenty, I was ready for game after game after game. Five pages later. <laughs> <laughs> for the England under 21s still a very young player obviously yeah. I wouldn't say it was a chore but sometimes <laughs> especially when the season's finished and you want a bit of a break getting a call up to the under 21s could be a bit of a ball ache <laughs> <laughs> I'm not <laughs> saying that representing your country isn't great yeah. does he love England or yeah. not I yeah. 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 But he, um... he hates abroad yeah. Yeah. another, another midweek game unbelievable <laughs> moves on to chapter 6 okay um and Leeds. You see, he's worried that the Coventry fans might resent him due yeah. to, as he calls them, inflammatory headlines such as Huckabee goes to Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. I don't know why me. No, oh, that would, that that would, would rile. Get my yeah, I, I don't even, you know, if I don't need he's done what? <laughs> How dare he? Um, that, can I also say that about one thing that's very funny about this? His first European match that he played abroad in, uh, <laughs> the Leeds players apparently were all very scared because previously after a win-meet game against West Ham, one of the engines had caught fire oh, on yeah, 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 and yeah. the plane literally crashed at the end of the runway. <laughs> the pilot was apparently seen running away from the plane <laughs> fuel pouring out of the engine. So what does Darren Huckabee do <laughs> with all these Leeds players who are traumatised by the idea of a plane crash? He pretends like the, the plane is going to crash every single time he's on with them. And he blows up, <laughs> blows up six bags and, and pops them, oh, shakes wow. their sheets, as, uh, the, the seats behind them. And he now then he then says, um, oh, but it's fine. Uh, uh, Kelly, who one of the players, Gary, got, Kelly, uh, Gary yeah. Kelly, who's retired back to Ireland and now refuses to get on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> He's ruined his life. What a yeah. bit of banter, yeah. They, they talk about his pranks. He's a psychopath. Um, I want to read about my favourite character in the whole book, Lee Croft. Who's <laughs> oh, an enormous ass and a big head. Yeah. He has the weirdest <laughs> segment that, in the whole quote. book. Can you just say that is a 100% quote? Oh, enormous wow. ass, big head. That is in there, page 207. <laughs> and he has the, the only bit of the book where it gets like... What are you talking about, Darren? <laughs> this is a little feature I'm going to call uh, They Don't Make Them Like That Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, about footballers uh, the old, of, of days gone by and how much larger than life they were. <laughs> uh, these are some of the stories. 
uh, Lee Croft saw a horse crammed into the back of a Range Rover, <laughs> which he insisted was true no matter how much he questioned him. Okay, pretty weirdly. What's next? Uh, then there were the monkeys. Apparently there's a thriving population of them in Wigan, if you look hard enough in the treetops. And finally, if that wasn't weird enough, he also claimed to have seen a wasp that was as big as his fist. <laughs> Something so bizarre that about that. Beautiful combination just, of stories. It just turns surrealist and all the really, really. It's the only bit of the book when you go, what? Yeah. <laughs> really? Why have we talked about Lee Croft more? We need to get Lee Croft's book. We definitely need to get Lee Croft's book, yeah. Oh, by the way, we haven't mentioned his personal life yet, you might notice, and we're, you know, over halfway through the book. Sure. That's because he never mentions his personal mm. life. All the way through. There, I don't feel like I've got to know Darren the man. Uh, his wife, who doesn't occasionally, very rarely mentions, but he met her at Tesco and that's it. So she worked at Tesco. She right worked at, at Tesco and she earned more than him at Tesco. That's true. Early he on because yeah. he was only earning a CD. He doesn't give enough credit to Lindsay, yeah. I think. I know. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay is not mentioned. He generally mentions Evander Holyfield as many times he mentions him. <laughs> <laughs> it's very odd. Yeah. He really does. I mean, at one point the move for him to go up to, I think it was Newcastle, Yeah, um, is kind of just a bit annoying because apparently Lindsay's seven months pregnant and we'll just drop that in. <laughs> That's true. His sons yeah. are kind of, there's he, holidays, it, sure there's holidays, but I'm not sure he's it's met the his footballers. <laughs> yeah. What, I mean, footballers that he goes on should we mention with. his children? One, one thing that happens to his child? Aww. I mean, this, this, we're jumping ahead of it, but please do. Um, this is this is when he's at Norwich. At, when he's at Norwich, midway through, uh, in the middle of a loan spell, I had a dry patch in front of goal, which was frustrating as they always are. This partially coincided with some dramatic events closer to home. About yeah. nine o'clock in the morning of the game against Crew, right at the end of November, we were in the flat, and Ben, our youngest, just keeled over. He couldn't walk or talk. <laughs> Lindsay was. was screaming, and neither of us had a clue what was going on. I rang up Ewan. Ewan is. <laughs> Is Darren Huckabee's strike partner at Norwich, <laughs> Ewan Roberts, and he says, uh, I rang up Ewan and said, Robbo, what do I do here? Where's the hospital? My lad's not responsive. He can't move his arms, his legs. He can't close his eyes. He's all over the place. I mean, in fact, that is what the what NHS tell you to do. They tell you to ring Ewan Roberts <laughs> in, in, in only child emergencies. Bring a striking partner. Yeah. And what's so... He, they then they then race him to the hospital and it actually turns out it's fine and as he says later on it's never happened again thankfully just one of those things that happens to kids they just legs stop working but it, it's very weird because he's genuinely more worried about whether he should have missed the match with crew that's true mm. it's very odd and look he, he's like I played obviously yeah I, but I didn't tell of, Nigel Worthington like, my manager because <laughs> oh. They weren't doing. It's just like they weren't doing test till five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not going to do test till five o'clock. But, like that doesn't mean just because they're testified doesn't mean like something seriously happened. We'll give it till five. Yeah, yeah. Fine, don't worry. Yeah. I mean, so it, it's hard because I think if you are, you know, Darren Huckabee, you want to be talking about football mostly, and it must be very hard to talk about your personal life. But it is especially when you've got a website to push. That's true. Yeah. You've got a website oh, to push. Website match reports. That's very true. <laughs> and, he, and there's when we're not making any suggestion that he doesn't love his family. Yeah. Although, <laughs> <laughs> although, just the one thing that really epitomises this is about the uh, the Man City like years, and he talks about because uh, he has never been part of one of those great teams. He does talk about Manchester United and says it must have been a joy to play in one of those teams, and that was one of the most heartbreaking bits Aww. of the whole book. Yeah, the idea true. that he is just looking out on the outside for so long. Not being a part of a properly world class team. No, that's true. Well, he says it himself. He was at Newcastle and he just wasn't quite that kind. I know, but he, yeah, but he, I think he was either a, a team where they had too much money and they kept bringing in players after players after mm. players that were better than that's him. That's true. He was unlucky. Or, yeah, unlucky. That's or true. he was at a team that was absolutely scrimping to save cash and selling players it. and was never going to make what it. What he needed to do was go to Everton. Yeah, yeah, the late nineties, very naughty. It's just a team. Be managed by David Moyes, and he had a great career. Yeah, and then be picked up by Moyes later on. Yeah, inexplicably. <laughs> yeah, that's in twenty thirteen. Yeah, you playing with Darren Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, genuinely, the Norwich when they start the Norwich chapter is probably like the bit where the book starts to real really soar. I think, mm. like, you really get a sense of how 
of like, that he has found his home. It's quite yeah. nice. It's really quite sweet. Yeah, and also, is. he starts talking about his family more and like you know them growing up a bit more around that area yeah. and not wanting to move from there. It's quite nice. I mean, let's not let's not be He doesn't talk much about his. Family, oh no, but he, yeah. he seems yeah. to mention them. Like he, he mentions that he has a family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he starts to mention his wife. <laughs> he's like a cheating husband who like yeah. never mentions that he's got a wife. He's like, also, my wife was there. Do not mention her. Yeah. So you, you know my wife. Yeah. You know I'm married. Come on, Mark. You know I'm married. Sure. I think the more important part is the fact that later on he says quite a lot later on in fact that he figured out that a local businessman had paid the wage or at least the first year of his wage at Norwich because they couldn't afford to buy him at least from the loan that was super shady insane part being that I was a guest at his wedding where I presented him with one of the boots in a game (laughs) against Birmingham where I scored one of my best ever goals. Mazeltov. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, I want to bring up uh, today's dramatic reading. Okay. Mm. So every week we're going to have a dramatic reading uh, where I'm going to read a part of the book uh, in dramatic fashion. So cue dramatic music under. Bang it. Good, right? <laughs> Drama. <laughs> now, oh, by the way, this dramatic story is called Nigel Worthington Kicks a Skip. <laughs> <laughs> Now and again, there are times when you're absolutely all over your opponents, and you just don't get the rewards. Sunderland away was one of them. We really laid into them till the first ten minutes, knowing that we needed only a point to clinch the title. Of course, we went in one 0 down at half-time. Can I just say the stakes are so low? <laughs> they, yeah, they, they've won. They've, 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 they've basically won promoted. the title. They're promoted either way. They've definitely okay. promoted. The yeah. stakes are so low. That's true. It doesn't stop. But hey, don't ruin the drama. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Important context. <laughs> Of course, we went in 1-0 down at half-time. No one could really put their finger on why exactly, but we were losing. In the dressing room, Malky, Mackay, and Leon, Mackenzie, were having a bit of a ding-dong. That's where he says ding-dong. There you go, yeah. He says ding-dong. ding dong that's the 12th ding-dong of the In the dressing room, Malky and Leon were having a bit of a ding-dong about whether or not Leon was holding the ball up properly. Then Nigel came in, Nigel Worthington, manager, and started going mental. It was all kicking off. At this point, I thought we'd help if I chipped it. <laughs> Oi, Gaffer, I said to Nigel. You're telling them to calm down, but really, you need to calm down. Yes. <laughs> Say that, Nigel Worthington. In his anger, he booted one of the skips. First of all, why are the skips in the Norwich dressing room? 
what? Yeah, what is going on there? Genuinely. I don't understand why there would be skips in the gesture. I mean, where, where are they? They're away at Sunderland. I mean, just Sunderland just like... Cab skips. <laughs> well, they were talking about how, yeah, an old manager used to paint the, the away like away changing rooms like a horrible colour maybe Sunderland just filled their away changing room with skips They're like rubbish yeah. like yeah horrible skips old white goods and all that <laughs> stuff wait for players to just trip over and fall into a skip <laughs> in his anger he booted one of the skips it was full <laughs> which also doesn't make your foot hurt anymore yeah. like if a skip is full or well, empty it's not going to okay, be any but what if it's a washing skip uh, a skip for like for changing Probably. I think that's probably what it is, and it's ruined the story. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, but then I but, didn't even realise that. You're but then right. it surely it's just like a soft. Yeah, it shouldn't hurt his foot at all. It wouldn't hurt his foot, and it wouldn't be that funny. Why? Like, not funny. I imagine one of things you chuck your rug with yeah, washing surely it until you're going to put it in the washing machine. I, I mean, it's sort of the same shape as a skip, but oh, right. smaller oh, and plastic. Yeah. For the sake of the story, it's a ten foot yellow. It's a, skip. It's a huge <laughs> skip. Yeah. yeah. Sitting right next to Dan- Damien Francis. <laughs> it was full. Nigel all but broke his foot. There he was after that, hobbling around and all bruised up. Eventually, it all calmed down. The point, I guess, was we were already promoted and near enough champions that everybody still had their edge. Winning still meant so much to us. Dramatic. Oh, very dramatic. So dramatic. So very, very dramatic. I don't know why he thinks chipping in at that moment is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, um, he finishes this little bit with a um, something that, uh, in my mind, Generally didn't happen. Like, there's no chance this happened that he said this word for word. Uh, they the ball went out for a throw in just by the dugouts, and I went to pick it up from next to where Nigel was standing. I took the opportunity to shake his hand and say, "Congratulations, Nigel! We're champions, and you're a Premier League manager." <laughs> After a parting smile, I carried on. No, no Never way! Happened. No way did that happen. In the space of like a second. Also, yeah. also, you would definitely congratulations, Nigel. You would definitely say something like, "Congratulations, we're gonna do play football." <laughs> You've been running for oh, 90 minutes. Yeah. Nigel! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Nigel, well done. Damn, you haven't worked hard enough. You're out the team. <laughs> so oh. That was today's uh, dramatic reading. Oh. That was beautiful. Uh, and then in comes Glenn Roder to oh. take over from the manager. Oh, wow. Glenn Roder, as he says himself, I've got nothing bad to say about him. He's not a very nice man. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Roder is. It really comes across badly in this. Mm. It does. It's sort of so like Norwich are doing very badly. Nigel Worthington is being booed, and then Paul Grant's being booed, and they get they were supposed to get uh, Martin Mad Dog Allen in. Oh, that's true. Which yeah, which is oh, yeah. the old Brentford manager, the old Brentford and Barnet manager. Yes, which is terrific. Yeah, uh, but they get Glenn Roder instead, and Glenn Roder does seem to be horrible. Uh, yeah, like uh, I mean Huckabee's having a bit of a nightmare as well. He does very badly against Barry. But then after that match, Glenn says that he's finished. Mm. It has yeah. been. Which must be horrible. Like, in front of all the in players. In front of all yeah, the players. In front of all the players, he that says. Is, that is a true low point. That's genuinely yeah. really sad and really horrible. Yeah. Knowing and he's, he's got hip problem. problems. Yeah. That he's sort of getting injections every other month. But, but then there's, there's doubt then whether Glenn Roder believes him. Because the physio. That's of course, true. He says yeah. I need to go down to London. Yeah. And, the, and Glenn Roder's like, what is London? <laughs> <laughs> How Elaborate. dare you? Yeah. London, you say. <laughs> Glenn Roder does look a bit like a sort of a German bad guy in a James Bond movie. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, sorry. The Huckabee is sort of... Yeah, My friend um, has been... This is totally unrelated to the book. My friend has been saying, has everyone heard the song by Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello, Senorita? <laughs> My friend has been singing, I love it when you call me Leroy Lita. <laughs> it gets stuck in my head all the time. Well, see, now I'm imagining the Justin Timberlake song. Uh, uh, Leroy Lita, I feel for you. Copyright. <laughs> In the end, sadly, mm. Glenn wins. Uh, Glenn does win. Does. He retires, and that brings mm. you to the end, where it's basically just what he does at the end, which is write match reports. This is where the yeah. book is both really good and terrible at the yeah. same time, yeah. because he, his passion really comes across because mm. he goes into a lot of detail He's about too Paul Lambert. Lots. So <laughs> Are you allergic to Paul? I'm Lambert? honestly, I'm <laughs> so sad it's coming to an end. <laughs> um, he... That's just how dusty that book is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Chapter, yeah. Um, Paul Lambert, like he goes into so much detail about the 2010-2011 Norwich season, and it's, the book is full of stuff like that. Where yeah. he talks about, remember what Blackpool did last year? Yeah, like, yeah. no, because that was now ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, actually, it is um, ten years uh, next month since Darren Huffey retired. Wow, November 2009. Wow. 
And I've just realised that's another one of my quiz questions that I've just given away. <laughs> well, not I'm now well about three questions. <laughs> and then he, the last couple of pages, he gets quite insightful about uh, depression in footballers and yeah. people misspending yeah. money. And it ends. That's yeah, the only time mentions that. That's the most depth it goes into. Yeah. And frustratingly, right at the end, because that could have been a really interesting book. That felt like, it felt like he touched on that a few, like there are little points of it, but again, it's never really, it's one, it's it like, delve into it. well, we all suspect that this book was written in about an afternoon. Right? Yes. yes. It was written in an afternoon by a series of interviews that Darren Huckabee had with a guy, oh, yeah. uh, Richard Waghorn, yeah. I think it was, yeah. according to the acknowledgements. Waggers. Waggers. Old waggers. I think um, he just doesn't go into much depth about um, you know these medical things because Ewan Roberts wasn't qualified to diagnose <laughs> it. Ewan Roberts can't diagnose depression. So, yeah. Ewan yeah. Roberts yeah. like, oh, beyond me. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, well, now we've talked about it more, I feel like I have learned something. I, d- I definitely feel like I've learned something. I think it's a good it. gateway into football biographies as well. And I'm looking forward to reading more. Do we, did we all, we all agree? Oh, it, it made me, I So there are lots of this book where I was very tempted to put it down and never pick it up again. <laughs> because it just got very frustrating because of stuff where he says, yeah. like, oh, I didn't feel like I was being singled out by Glenn Roder. I was being singled out by Glenn Roder. Yeah. And just, just, like, I don't know what his relationship with Dion Dublin is. And I will never know. Yeah. I can never get inside his head. There is definitely another book that you could write about like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead of Hux yes. where you write all the things that are going yeah, on like true. the story of Lindsay and what she's up to the yeah. story of Gwen and Cliff and yeah. what they're up to and what their lives are up what's happened to uh, lest we forget all of his best friends names Tosh Jazz Kane Nick Johnny Nursey <laughs> I would happily read a drama about a Nottingham-based drama about all these Do people. Do yes. Scotland yeah. now have English TV channels? Yeah, <laughs> I will never know that. Um, is it acceptable to say that Gordon Strachan is Scottish, short, short-tempered? Short-tempered Scottish. <laughs> yeah. As an acceptable way of just talking about Gordon Strachan. Yeah, yeah. No. Really, I, I hate to be stereotypically female. About no, 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 it's, it's it, it, genuinely exceptionally frustrating. Because lay him on the therapist. Some sofa really interesting like, things happen. Therapist, so far. But like you know, like like th- stuff does happen to him over his career. Like his yeah. son has yeah. a fit and stuff. And you know these things, you want to go into them. And... Yeah, exactly. And it's you know back to the match report. Yeah. yeah. Where was I? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. another throw in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in um, in uh, Darren Huckabee fashion, I'm going to bring it to quite an abrupt end. Sure. We were going to do a quiz, but we've answered everything. I've got one question uh, I'm going to ask you, which we didn't touch upon. What are the three? Okay, and you've got to shout out your name as it would be in a uh, in Darren Huckabee nickname style. So I think it would be Lawsy, 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 Bernie, Bernie, definitely. Belgians, how well? I, I think you're probably called Harry. Could you give me a yeah. kind of uh, Whelan style one where he, he yeah, where you're far away from it. What settles? Yeah. What settles well? There's something else that settles well. Custard. Uh, so lawyers doesn't settle. <laughs> it doesn't settle well. So like and it doesn't settle well. Newborn baby would be mine. Yeah. So your name's you got <laughs> newborn baby. baby. Yeah. You've got Lawsy and Bernie. Yeah. yeah, you're at an immediate disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so the question is, what are the three reasons that convinced Darren to join the MLS as opposed to a team in Qatar? Oh, uh, oh uh, Bernie. Uh, can, can I say? Can I say one? Please. Okay. Uh, he thinks his kids will be inexplicably thinks his kids will be safer in the US than they were to the Middle East. That's very true. And, oh, and gives true. very little justification for <laughs> yeah. why. Yeah. No, just another xenophobia. Yeah. Can I ask him another one? Yeah, it's not just about money. Sorry, you didn't say your name. Uh, newborn baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is the fourth option, actually. That is, is afterwards. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. There's, there's another two I've got. Lawsy. Uh, speak the same language. Yes. Uh, one more. Oh shit! Um, uh, okay. Yeah, food. Food is similar. Oh, the food is similar. Yeah. Newborn baby wins. Newborn baby, well done. Well done, newborn, newborn baby. baby. You get pasta there more readily. So. Yeah, um, that won't make one cry. When. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, which uh, mark out of ten quickly. Look. Uh, you know what? Answer? Before this conversation, I'd say six, but now I'm going to say it's more of an eight. Eight. Wow. wow. Okay, James. I'm going to go five. Just I wanted to know more. Fair enough. Things. That's good. Amy? Uh, I'm going to go six. Okay, so that's... I'm also going to go for six. Oh, so okay. Well, I feel like 20, I'm... No, no, no. 25 divided by four. That's six point... Six and a quarter. Uh, out of ten, that's going on there. It's, it's, it's automatically number one on the leaderboard. We're going to rank them all. Next nice. time, we're going to Amy's house. And Amy, you have to cho- choose what our next book is going to be. Oh, this is so much pressure. Is it going to be 
Southampton defender Maya Yoshida's unbeatable mind, which is an insane name for a player. <laughs> I like it. Or, and, uh, going back to the pun one, Lorenzo Amoruso, LA Confidential. Wow. Lore- oh. Wow. I, I'm not going to, I can't say anything. This no. is very difficult. I feel like we have done uh, already retired uh, player, so I feel like. I like it. We should go Yoshida. He's I... still thriving in the Premier League. That, I mean, also this book's quite new, so thank guys, you're going to be paying £10 each. Oh, <laughs> no. We actually oh, are no. bidding some Southampton yeah. fans. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyone uh, wants to read along with us, feel free to do so uh, when you've done it. If you've read Darren Huckabee's book by chance, hey, get in touch. Tell us how you thought about it. We are at Footy Book Club on Twitter. It's the football book club, but footy's all I could use in terms of characters. <laughs> uh, review the podcast, subscribe, uh, follow us all. Uh, if you want to shout out your handle things, all in one go. One, two, three. Yeah, Joe by 23. Yeah. Congratulations, you're a Premier League manager. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Football Book Club, which featured Amy Lawson, James Belgian, Jack Bernhardt, and James Bug. Was created and produced by James Berg. That's me. Thank you to Darren Huckabee for writing the book, available at all good bookstores. I know what you're asking. What are they up to now? Well, Darren Huckabee stopped writing match reports and bought an old Virgin megastore in Norwich City Centre. He pays himself half a CD an hour. Dion Dublin is now the world's most sought-after TV presenter. Noel Whelan is now a co-commentator for BBC Radio Leeds, where, by all accounts, he settled very easily. Commiserations, Nigel Worthington. You're no longer a Premier League manager. We still have no idea what Darren's wife is doing. Oh, and Lee Croft swears blind he saw a bee the size of a donut. See you next week for more Football Book Club action. Until then, review and subscribe. Bye-bye. 